0: Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. So many of you are so kind, and I've reached out recently about how you can support and help Behind the Bliss, and here is the easiest free way. All you have to do is subscribe. That's it. If you head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where you like to listen to podcasts, you'll be able to find Behind the Bliss there with a fun subscribe or follow button, depending on the platform. When you subscribe to Behind the Bliss, you'll actually get a notification sent to your device anytime the episodes go live, and the episodes will automatically download for you. I'm all about making life easier. Just wanted to share that tidbit and it would mean so much to me if you guys would click that subscribe button. This week I am so excited to bring you a conversation all about the Enneagram. If you're thinking, the Ennea what? (laughs) What is the Enneagram? I would suggest that you go back and listen to our episode with Elle in episode 51. Elle is an Enneagram coach and she's going to walk you through what the Enneagram means, the nine different types what message goes along with each type that you might need to hear, once you're able to have a better idea of which type you might be, and all the Enneagram things that might be helpful for you to know before hopping into today's conversation. But if you're just super curious or you're familiar with the Enneagram already, then I am so excited to bring you this amazing conversation with two incredible women who also know a ton about the Enneagram. Eve Annunziato and Jackie Brewster are joining me today to chat all things Enneagram and all about their new 52-week interactive devotional, Hearing God Speak. They're combining the Enneagram system with biblical truth in order to help you better understand yourselves and other people while guiding you towards a deeper relationship with God. Let's chat all about the Enneagram with my friends Eve and Jackie. Ladies, welcome to Behind the Bliss Podcast. I am so excited to have you. We are so excited to be
1: here. Rachel, thank you for the invite.
0: Yes, thank you so much. I want to hear what you guys have been up to recently because life obviously looks very different than maybe we've been used to, but have y'all been up to anything super fun? It did depends on your
1: definition of fun. We are in the midst of a virtual book tour for our book that drops February 9th, Hearing God Speak. And so we have been into podcasts and then recording our own podcast. Speaking of the Enneagram is what that's called. And then Jackie, of course, runs her own business. I'll let her talk all about how she does three or four jobs. And just the typical putting-together gift boxes and just nonstop. You know how it is, Rachel. You just keep on keeping on.
2: Yes. It's been a fun season. We have a book that launches February 9th. So um, it's Hearing God Speak. And it's just a huge project that Eve and I've been working on through quarantine, which was an interesting time to write for sure. Um, And like Eve said, I do have my own business. and I have clients and a full roster. And so that's super fun and um, keeps me on my toes for sure. And we do have families and kids and animals and all that fun stuff too. So life is busy.
1: Yes. And I'm trying to remember, Rachel, in between all of this, just to be thankful and not miss the blessings, which sometimes I'm so into just the to-do list and getting it done and moving the project forward. I just need to stop and just be thankful and have a posture of gratitude and thanksgiving and appreciation and just really intake all of the blessings. So it's balancing all of that.
0: Uh, I feel that on a deep level, because I think that this past year, for me at least, I love that y'all are like, we've got lots of projects going on, because I'm like, okay, good, me too, there's lots of balls in the air, but how cool is it that, I mean, yes, we can take a moment in a posture of praise, and be like, wow, I'm so grateful that there's so much to be done, right, and we're not just sitting here wondering what our next step is, that you guys got some pretty amazing things going on that I'm just so excited to talk about today, And the Enneagram, you guys should just know, anytime the Enneagram gets brought up with like a friend group, everyone's like, okay, Rachel, what's up? (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not a coach. (laughs) I don't know anything, but I do love talking about it. So to have an entire episode dedicated to the Lord and Enneagram and how they can blend and how... And to be able to talk about that with two women who also love the Indian and love Jesus. Yeah. I just feel like this is going to be a blast. Absolutely. I'm ready for the ride. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Okay. First off, for someone who is scratching their head and they're like, yeah, I clicked on this because I didn't even know what this E word was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can you guys just define quickly? Enneagram what it is and maybe even tell us your type and what your type means
2: sure so the Enneagram it is um, patterns of behavior right it's it's a personality typing system it's been around forever ancient people say it's ancient um, you know it got brought over into the United States 1950s 70s right in there um, different teachers started teaching stuff over here um, and so from there it's blossomed into what we are reading today from so many different authors, but it really is broken down patterns of behavior and uh, where do these patterns come from? And, you know, are they serving me well today? And, you, you know, we talk about these patterns of behavior being, you know, a one through nine. So those are, you know, nine different types of personalities. This is how you show up in the world. These are all the different, you know, characteristics or traits from these different personality types, all this kind of stuff. That's what Enneagram, you know, has, has in there. There's so much meat. You could just dive into it and get lost in it really for, um, for your lifetime, because it's about awareness and, and understanding these patterns and where they showed up and and when they are activated and why they're activated. And so when we talk about Enneagram and, and personality typing, that's what, the The work that I do with my clients is is where did these patterns show up? What you know? Or how are you using them? Are they beneficial for you today? And then we pair it with biblical truths to really know and understand who we are. We need to know the Creator, um, and as we uncover more about ourselves, we can dive deeper into His Word, understanding who we are in Him. And so um, that's like the nugget form. I love it of the enneagram. Perfect. Um, and I am an enneagram. And I'm an Enneagram seven. Oh, we got the party. She is. <laughs> I love my sevens. <laughs> They're so fun.
0: They're
1: the best. They are. They're the best. All fun and funny. I, on the other hand, am an Enneagram eight. I'm the protective challenger, I'm a self preservation eight. So I, I'm a homebody who's an extrovert, little dichotomy there. And I'll be honest. When I first heard about the Enneagram, I was like, oh, who needs another personality tool? And then after studying it under Jackie and as she coached me through it, I realized that even though self-awareness can be painful, Rachel, it can also bring such freedom. And I've become Mm -hmm. very proud of my eightness. And I've become not only self-aware of having that posture of empathy and compassion, and self-awareness for myself, but also empathy and compassion for the other people. My kids, it's just opened my eyes. My husband, I'm just able to communicate with him better. My friend group, my co-workers, it's just really been a game changer, honestly. It's revolutionized how I communicate and how maybe I might come across and how I can be perhaps a little softer, so to speak.
0: It has opened my eyes to myself and my tendencies and like my sin and the things that I feel like I, I tend to lean towards that other people don't tend to lean towards that. I guess my whole life I've just assumed other people are like me mm-hmm. and that is far from the truth. And that's something the Enneagram has spoken and just opened up my eyes to is we've all been created so uniquely by the Lord, right? So like we all have gifts, we all have places and pitfalls, we all have everything in between. It's just so beautiful to be able to recognize how I've been created, but then- Even more so to lean in and love on the other people based on how they've been created, too.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we have a saying in our book that your personality, the lens you're looking at life through, and how you were uniquely and purposefully created, and your Enneagram number is not a problem to be solved, but it is a beauty to be embraced.
2: Yes. That's good. Yes. And what we mean by that, when we unpack it a little bit more about the the not a problem to be solved, a beauty to embrace, because we do a lot of hard work when we start doing Enneagram work, when you start digging in and you start becoming aware of patterns and where did they come from? And this is a childhood message and this is the um, unconscious motivation and oh my goodness, right? It feels like a lot. And a lot of the times we want to hide. It just feels like so exposing. But just like you've said, we're not trying to fix the problem. We're trying to figure out where it came from. And oftentimes I use a phrase that you you can't change what you're unwilling to acknowledge. Mm. And so we want to acknowledge where patterns come from. We want to acknowledge behaviors. Where did they come from? Let's talk about it. Let's have some space around that. And then embrace who we are, knowing that Jesus Christ died for our sins. And so a lot of the things that we carry around, we just need to release and let go yeah. and let him come in and restore our soul. Let him come in and do some of the fixes that guilt and shame are carrying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those places that that have kind of held up in our lives. And so when we do the Enneagram work, it is that we don't want to change you. We're not trying to make you into something different um, or you know, or tell you all the bad things about yourself. It's just this beautiful tool of awareness. Uh, And then coupled with the word of God, it's transformational work. My husband often calls it soul work. Soul
0: work. Yes. Soul work is so important to do, especially just as we grow maturity and intimacy Mm -hmm. spiritually. I think that you kind of run, you run to the end of yourself. You know what I mean? Like you get to the end of Rachel and you're like, all right, there's got to be more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like there's got to be more to who I am. There's got to be more to the story. And I think a lot of people are craving that, especially now more than ever, maybe, because we've sat with ourselves and our souls for a long time, like for about a year. Do you know what I mean? We don't have anything really to distract us like we did before kind of thing. So I love the Enneagram for a lot of different reasons. And one of the things that I had spoken to me about the Enneagram was, because I'm a three, I feel like I should preface this. I'm a three. I am your achiever. I'm like, give me a list and we will get it done. (laughs) And I also, I love accomplishing things. Obviously the achiever Mm -hmm. like like to achieve, but I knew other achievers in my life. I knew other people who would tell me like, oh, I'm a three on the Enneagram. And I'm like, we are not alike. (laughs) Like no way I refuse. But something someone once told me was if every number if every type was a color there's still so many different shades of that color yes so if three is blue i might be teal they might be navy blue Mm -hmm. and someone else might be royal blue you know there's so many different shades so that's how i'm looking at it now is although we are we do have inclinations and we do have types quote unquote there's still so much to us that makes us so interesting and unique to dive into that i've been brought a lot of clarity when diving into, okay, Lord, like, this is how you made me. Thank you for revealing some things to me through this. So first I want to hear all about hear God speak your 52 week interactive Enneagram devotional, which you guys keep mentioning. And this is such a fantastic idea to be able to marry the two ideas of Enneagram and your relationship with Jesus together. Cause I think a lot of times you hear, you hear people speak about them separately. Um, but you guys have a really great way of tying them together.
2: Well, um, Eve came to me with this idea back in the summer of 2019, right, Eve? <laughs> I think that that's right. I'm the years, right? Um, and so she had come up, you know, she had this idea and she can talk about it. I don't want to take that part of her story because I love it when she tells it. Uh, but she was like, hey, I want to, what do you think about doing this, you know, trying to write this, this devotional with Enneagram. And I was like, "Oh, I like it. Let me see. But for me, it's really, really important that we never water down the word of God. And for Eva as well, we both feel the same, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the word of God is truth and that's what we stand on. So Enneagram is awareness and we can, you know, we can use it as a tool to help us really uncover and discover more about ourselves and our patterns of behavior and why we do what we do. And so when we thought about, um, coupling these together, we used our husbands to help us really flush out an idea. Um, and we birthed this beautiful book that goes in depth into Enneagram. So over the course of 40, 52 weeks, you're going to hear or read actually all the different parts of yourself through the enneagram, and so uh, one week might be focused on your lost childhood message. One week, one week might be focused on where you go to and health and growth. One week might be focused on um, the triads, and so every single week there's a scripture, a scripture, a, a devotional that Eve writes, and then I go into all nine types of enneagram, and it's this beautiful project. So I'll let Eve, you know, tell you all about the rest of the project, but it's such a beautiful project. Yeah,
1: Eve, tell
0: us the backstory.
1: Yes. Well, I awakened at 4 a.m. with a nudge in God, <laughs> which isn't that unusual. Hello, menopause. And I was about to approach – I was one year from a milestone birthday. It happened to be the same birthday where my sweet mother had been diagnosed with cancer. And – I wanted to do something in her honor. How can I honor her legacy of a 33-year ministry in the prison systems, a 33-year ministry in the projects of Philadelphia with an after-school program? And I wanted to do something significant. One of the last things she said on earth when I videotaped her in hospice was, I want my legacy for my children to know Jesus, my children's children, and a thousand generations. And I thought this was a great way to begin. But as I started to process it, there are oftentimes I read devotionals, and sometimes I can really relate to it when it says you need to be humble. Yes, I do. Then there are other times on topics like you need to be more secure. And I'm like, well, no, I really don't. I have an (laughs) overinflated view of myself, so I don't need to really be secure. So then I started to process how can we write a devotional where all of the personality types can understand and hear God's voice? Because at the bottom line is that with all nine types, This message is a reminder that really our Heavenly Father wants to hear our voice. I mean, He wants to speak to us. He wants to build a deep relationship with all of us. We serve a God of the universe who's in full control. We've learned that in 2020, right? And that through our own personalities, we can begin to hear His truth of who we are and Whose we are. And that message can drown out the lies of the enemy. So I found a lot of freedom in that acknowledgement because I had been learning with Jackie about the Enneagram. So I waited until late morning and then I texted Jackie with, I have an idea. Can you come over for dinner? And then she came (laughs) over and that's how it birthed from
0: there. Oh, I love that. Yeah. One thing I love that you guys keep saying is that this encourages readers to root themselves in scripture rather than all right, like, let me learn more about myself. Let me learn more about my Enneagram number. It is a, no, first and foremost, we're going to identify who we are in the Lord. And that's where our identity comes from. But then being able to tie in the Enneagram can always be helpful. And I think that that's often overlooked in Enneagram conversation. And so I want to hear from you guys how this is set up so that one can still be rooted in the word while also entertaining the conversation of Enneagram. Sure. So we set it up in four
1: quarters. So it's 52 weeks. You can start at any time. The first quarter is about your peace. That's followed by your protector, then your purpose, and then your personal growth. And after the scripture of every week and the scripture reflection, Jackie brilliantly goes through all nine personalities and how they would reflect that scripture. And then an awareness, how to be aware of how you're reflecting to that scripture. Then there's application questions. There's messages meditations after each week, because over 30 times in the Bible, it tells us to meditate on his word, to meditate in prayer. And then after all of that, by the time you get through it, if even if you don't know your number, you'll probably through the narrative approach, really understand your number. And I'll let Jackie kind of go into the intricacies of how she dives deeply every week into the Enneagram.
2: Yeah. So over the course of the 52 weeks, like I said, that that we, we really dive in the into the Enneagram with specific topics. Um, and so it, I wanted it to be relevant to everybody, you know? And so the only way to do that is to kind of pull out pieces of each number's personality. And so one of the weeks, it might be, um, you know, your unconscious childhood message. And I lay out what that looks like for all nine types with some awareness of maybe how that shows up in your life. Um, And then there's promptings of what you can do and specific for your type to actually activate the scripture in your life. So you meditate on that scripture and you activate it. How do I activate scripture? Well, you think about it. You pray about it. You ask God to to use that scripture to bring clarity uh, into the different areas and knowing that. All nine types are so different, and just like you said, Rachel, it's a spectrum, right? So even within that, it's a spectrum of numbers. Um, this does hit the spectrum. It helps. It helps you see where you're at, you know, I think also the spectrum has to do with subtypes, how that shows up. It also has to do with levels of health. You know, are you healthy, average, or unhealthy? Like that's how we see those, those turquoise to navy blue colors is through that spectrum. And so hopefully the tools in this book really help you to dive deep not only into Enneagram awarenesses, but really the word of God and how you can practically apply that to your life according to how you see your life while also giving you empathy and compassion for all the other people around you. It's so true
0: that the practicals and how we're gonna apply maybe what a devotional is saying, Jackie and Eve, you've both said this, is gonna be so different based on how we've been created. I have also been the person that's frustrated reading a devotional, and there's a whole chapter about going for it. And I'm like, here's the problem. (laughs) I go for it as an achiever way too often. Like, I think that I need to start filtering more than going for it kind of thing. And so I want to know how and why your Enneagram number affects how you approach the Bible and your view of God. Because I think that 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 really is what it all boils down to.
2: Well, I think that all nine you know, all nine types really view the world differently and they engage with scripture differently and they express themselves differently. Um, you know, God is so creative. If, you know, sometimes I just think about the depths of the ocean and the fish that are down there, right. And the colors and all of it. And I think about, people, you know, I oftentimes take in my surroundings um, and I look at people and I see people in such a different light and think, God, you created all these people. They all look so different. Um, So when we really think about how do people engage with God, well, it's different, you know, you've got a four that's going to be creative and, um, you know, feel things at a different level and they're going to want to experience the word in a different level. They're going to want to experience music in a a different way than maybe a one does, you know, and so each now really is different in how they do it. A three, you know, you want fastest way from point A to point B. Tell me with the devotion, <laughs> tell me how long it's going to take. And I'll don't do waste that. my time. Yeah. Right. Don't waste my time. Like I was told you the seven, I want to feel it all. I want to experience it all. I want to hear it and I want to see it. And you know, when we started writing this book, Eve's like, I think we can turn it in, you know, let's put the proposal in black and white. And I was like, Oh, I can't, I just see it in full color. I see life in full color. And so how I experience it is different. So it really, really is different for every single number um, in how they engage with God, engage with scripture, engage with worship, what they need out of it. You know, so what you need as a three is, you know, more nugget. What a five needs is depth. They need depth. They want to study and dig in and learn and grow and, and, you know, and, not in 15 minutes but maybe 2 hours. Mm. And so and it doesn't make the 5 any better than the 3 when it comes to relationship with God. It just means that they're built different, made different, their needs are different and so how they approach the father is different and it's okay cuz he created us all. And so he knows that about us already. He's not disappointed that the 3 is, you know, point more point A to point B where the 5 is is more in depth. He doesn't he's not disappointed by that. And I think oftentimes we view it as, oh, God's probably way more happy with this person over here because of their, you know, outward expression of worship, where the one, they don't really like to express themselves that way in a corporate setting. So I don't know that they're really engaging with Christ. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we think on the outward, what we see is not what's happening on the inward oftentimes. Mm,
1: Yes. And I would just like to add, Rachel, as an example, this morning when I was in my quiet time, and I love to read devotionals, I'm reading Jesus Always in the Moment, and eights have difficulties with trust, right? We want to know our heart wants to long for the fact that we'll never be betrayed. And this morning I read that God's relationship with me is the fact that he's totally trustworthy. And it talked about how he is just as close as the very air I'm breathing And that just spoke to my heart in such a profound manner, which is a perfect example as an eight I really need to know because I feel sometimes life just isn't trustworthy in general, but that God is totally trustworthy and that he's reaching out to us in this unfailing love is just so important for me and my spirit and my heart to intake.
0: Yeah, so good. I was talking to a friend the other day about this, but that I think – based off of me and how I, and how (laughs) I've been created because I like to achieve. And like, you're saying, Jackie, get from point A to point B as fast as possible. A lot of times I do skip over the joy because I'm just trying to get the juice. And my friend was like, but do you enjoy juicing? Like, but do you enjoy the squeezing and like the pruning? And like, how are you finding fun? That doesn't sound fun. And I was like, well, it's fun for me. And She's a seven, so she was like, Well, I've really been enjoying doing this on my walk or like being in a group message with people and chatting more about this. And I'm like, Yeah, see that nope. That does not sound fun for me.
2: So it's just so yeah. Yeah, it's just
0: so interesting. Like, it is
2: it is so interesting. Cause as a three too, you are you don't wanna be all in the emotions of it. You know, a lot of that has mm-hmm. to do with like, you know, not that you don't wanna feel it, but you you don't wanna get swallowed up in it because then you still have the rest of the day. And so it's more practical. Um, sometimes, you know, we use a phrase that threes are oftentimes are projects over people. And that's where we can kind of miss out on the joy. <laughs> you read my mail. Yes. yes. And so that's where, you know, the the promptings in this book, the promptings that I do with my clients is slowing down. We've got to slow down. We've got to be people over projects. And um, now that doesn't mean we get rid of our projects at all. We just Understand that growth and health for a three goes to a six, which means they're able to be with people. They're able to be loyal, committed, um, and and they slow down a bit. And they understand that it's about relationships more than it is about the project or the finish line. And so understanding that even when you when you are studying scripture and go into the word, it's really like, okay, I need to slow down a little bit. It doesn't mean I have to sit here for 30 minutes, but what does it look like for me to read, you know, one passage of scripture and sit in it for 10 minutes instead of reading a whole chapter just because I wanted to get it done. Right. So It's kind of slowing things down and being in it at the level you can handle at the stage of life you're in um, at the season of life you're in. So it's really tailored to you because your experience is your experience. Just like oftentimes Eve says, you know, your story is your story. And so I just think it's so powerful when we think about that. Don't compare yourself to somebody else thinking you should do it like them. You do it like you, but I want you to look at the growth point so we can, we can grow because the Enneagram is never meant to be a tool to say, well, this is who I am. This is how I am. And this is it. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. It's different. This personality typing system is much different than all the other types because it gives you a growth track. And if we allow the awareness to happen, we can grow to a healthier version of ourselves. We don't have to stay in these patterns of behavior um, or these ruts or, you know, in areas of our lives, we can we can really find freedom and move towards growth and have um, new awarenesses and new spiritual awakenings and all those beautiful things that come from that.
0: Mm, amen. Praise God, right? That's what we're called is to go from glory yes. to glory. And that can really only happen when you reflect and Yeah, Mm. you're speaking to my soul. I'm like, and you slow down, Rachel, Mm. and you soak it all in, Rachel, and you like lean into the emotions, and that's totally okay and natural. Mm -hmm. And that, again, what's so neat about this is that I'm going to experience God completely differently than my husband experienced God, than you, Eve, than you, Jackie. But how neat is that? They're like, our God can't be contained by my bubble. I love it. And he can't, you know, I can't understand him only on my terms. And so the Enneagram has been insightful for me not only knowing myself, but it's allowed me to open up the doors for me to better know those around me that I can love better. So I want to talk more about this. Like, how can we take what we learned from the Enneagram and now not only apply it to ourselves, but then how to apply it to love other people?
1: Well, I can start with a testimonial. Go for it.
0: Because
1: I went around quite often, as embarrassing as this is, I'm being vulnerable now, which is hard for an eight, thinking if you didn't think the way that i thought or do things that the way i did then that you were wrong that there was just one way to do things. And I had to make a daily decision and a concerted effort to handle others in such a calm way if they did it so differently. So the fact now that I am self-aware of all the different lenses that people look and that there is no wrong, better, great, best number, that no, everyone's coming at it differently, but it's not wrong. And I sincerely believe that it's allowed me to have empathy and compassion passion, which I have always worked on. And even just kindness, just bottom line kindness for others. So that's personally how it's helped me. Okay.
2: I love that. I think it's, I mean, that's, yeah, that is a great testament because that is true. That is the work of the Enneagram. And I think that that's the key. So oftentimes we get caught up in looking at our own numbers. You know, like they're going to, you're going to go through social media. You're going to find your number. You're going to read about your number. You're going to move on. Well, if you would allow yourself a little bit of time to read all the numbers, this is where the empathy and compassion comes in and awareness of others comes in. And so when we become less focused on ourselves and focused on... You know the the whole collectively um, the human race. Then we actually begin to see people in new lights. And so you might know the people around you. You might know their numbers. You might take a little bit of time and say, you know what, I'm going to read mine today, but I want to read about my husband too, or I want to read about my coworker, or I want to, you know, I'm curious about why they act like this. Let me go look up some information about that particular number. That's where we grow in empathy and compassion is when we get outside of our bubble and we really start to look at all the people uh, around us and say like, okay, you you know, how is this affecting so-and-so? I have four children. They are all different numbers. And so for me to have understanding around what they need, why they're acting the way that they're acting, um, you know, I've got one that's maybe more assertive and she's going to, you know, kind of come at me when she wants attention. (laughs) I've got one that retreats and draws away when she wants attention. And um, you know, my, my son, he just wants food. So there's a lot of like (laughs) different ways, you know, that we, that we can do this. But I think the biggest part of the Enneagram that I'd love for people to understand is don't just look at your number, look at all the other numbers. And we really prompt this in the devotional, the hearing God speak devotional. We really, really prompt this in there because, um, we use five numbers. You use your dominant number. Okay. That's the number that never changes. Then you use the numbers to the right and to the left that are called wings. So they help round out your personality. And then you actually use another number. As you move towards growth, you're going to see other characteristics start to come out. And as you move towards stress, you're going to see other characteristics come out in yourself. And so when you understand that you're actually studying more than just your own number, it it gives you more insight to the people around you as well. And really a richer, deeper understanding of you and what's happening. Yeah. Empathy,
0: understanding, but also grace. I feel like I've, I've been able to grow in grace for people. Like, oh, I... That must be so hard because this is how you're act, or you must like, how can I pray for you? Because this must be a really stressful season rather than just being like, oh, something's wrong with her. Right. <laughs> something's wrong right. with them." You're able to say, oh, OK, something really something is up. Like, Lord, thank you for, you know, giving me that discernment. And like, would you give me wisdom on how to love them better? And you're able to step into that and serve them well. And really, like, if we want to talk about community and being the body of Christ, like, Mm -hmm. if the hand isn't healthy, the mouth won't get fed. Right. So how then can I encourage the hand to be like, you've got this, like, how can I help you? Or how can I use my gifts as a three that maybe the other people in my friend group don't have to be able to serve? And then where can I be more in tune and insightful and be like, I think I need to step back and like, maybe be in prayer privately before stepping forward. You know, you're able to measure all of this with that insight. Yeah. And I, I love it. It can, it can totally act as an aid.
2: Yes. I think it's, I, I mean, it's, it's changed our lives. That's for sure. It's absolutely changed how we live, how my marriage functions, how I parent, how I see the world, how I approach people in situations. It slows me down. You know, I think that there's so many intricate parts of the Enneagram that, you know, we don't have time to go into today. But even the stances and the triads and all of those pieces, the subtypes, all these deep pieces of work in the Enneagram really helps us understand too of what's happening. And so, you know, um the three of us are all three, seven, eight, all assertive. So we're all in the assertive stance. So we go into the world and after what we want, right? <laughs> That's why we're all on the podcast. Yeah. And we all said yes to this. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. We go into the world with gusto. Like we're gonna make it happen. And then we hit, you know, we come into contact with people and it's like deer in a headlight and we're like, what is wrong with that? You know, well, They just don't process information quite the same way. They probably need us to like give them a little time to process what we just dropped on them. Um, You know, and so I think that the understanding around that, oh, it, it helps so much in the workplace. I've seen such huge growth in a lot of organizations that I've been able to go into and help just really unpack this piece for them too, for that empathy and compassion with the people that they work with, because understanding how we take in information and try to get things done in the world, um, it really does make a huge impact. Not everybody sees the world the way, the way that we do, right? So that's right. That's right. Yeah. Not to mention, I discovered so many
1: patterns of my own behavior and how to communicate in nonverbal communication and just to be really calm. And, you know, I learned so much while we were writing this book and going through this process. And I sincerely believe that because we wrote this book. All throughout 2020, during an unprecedented pandemic, during political unrest and racial division, so much racial division and so much grief. And in fact, in the middle of the process, my father had a stroke. He'd suffered a stroke. And I believe that because we wrote it in such a time as this, and we were going through sincere grief and longing and exhaustion and vulnerability and confusion like so many other people, it's just a different book than it would have been otherwise. It just so happened that Mm. this paralleled a season that I personally was wrestling with so many deep and untapped emotions, and I know Jackie was too, because there was just so much uncertainty. And so I couldn't have imagined, honestly, or dreamed of writing this project at any other time.
0: For such a time as this, an Esther moment. Yes. I love that. Yes. So neat. So, Eve, what is it like having a friend like Jackie? I feel like I would totally lean in so many times be like, Jackie, I need a chat. I need a chat. Like, I'm confused about my threeness. Or do you guys have what I call Enneagram identity crises? There are some moments, too, people are like, Rachel, you can't be a three. No way. I totally think you're like a seven-wing eight. <laughs> Or an eight wing seven. And I'm like, am I? Oh my goodness. Yes.
1: I, I can't tell you how much counseling Jackie has given me, how much coaching that I've received. And in fact, I even hired her to coach my son at Enneagram 6 in college because it's just such a great way to identify those patterns we talked about. But during the time of my dad having a stroke and 2020, I had so many questions, Rachel, of why and why am I anxious and why is my heart rate up? And then Jackie would say, it's because during stress, you're going to the low side of your five and you're gathering resources. And it was just so helpful. And I had gone through counseling, grief counseling, actually, after my dad had a stroke because he couldn't talk. And I was grieving the fact I can't talk to him every Monday about football the weekend before. And he gives me advice all the time. Mm -hmm. And through grief, Jackie just helped me so much through grief. Like, Eve, you can't build a system around this. You can't solve this crisis. So it's very upsetting and difficult for you. So it's just so good to have one of your besties as a counselor. She's a (laughs) certified Enneagram coach. She's not a certified counselor, but it is like, it's just food for the soul. And because Jackie puts scripture and God first and just uses this as a tool, that's helpful too. And so honestly, the book, I'm actually going through our own devotional. The books just came in. We have them in her hands. I'm doing the exercise myself because it's just helping me understand some of these rhetorical questions like why is this happening and what is going on in the world and why are people acting this way and why are people so upset because I do have a little wing of a peacemaker with my nine wing I'm just like I want everyone to just to have peace and so I just feel like it's just food for the soul and it is just helping me process
0: so much. so good. I want people to know where they can get their hands on this devotional as soon as it comes out because they're just gonna I just this is gonna serve and bless so many people and so I want you to just to spill
2: spill it all. Shameless plug yourselves. <laughs> well, we, uh, the book drops on February 9th, and so you can go to com and you can get it there. It will be in Target, Barnes Noble, Books a Million, um, I don't even know, right? Walmart, where else, Eve?
1: Amazon, Christian Book, Indie
2: Bound, anywhere really you buy books. Basically, anywhere yeah. books are sold. Yes. Yep. yes, yes, yes. So, we're super excited about it. We'd love for you guys to you know get it and, and we'd love to hear. I, that's the best part, Eve and I both, when we get to hear from people that are experiencing it. So, um, if you do pick it up and you do get it, find us on social media where I'm at um, Enneagram with JB and Eve, you can tell them yours.
1: It's at Eve Anuns, which I did cut my name in half, but it's still obnoxiously difficult. But you can find it. Just just try hard. Eve Anuns, You'll get there. I promise. But yes, hearinggodspeakdevo.com will get you anywhere you want to go.
0: Amazing. Well, we'll link all this in the show notes too. So you guys that are wanting to get your hands on it and follow Eve and Jackie and just all the fun things they're talking about. All the links will be there. And guys, I have to know, what are you loving these days that our friends listening have to know about?
2: It could be anything, Enneagram or not. Well, I am obsessed with the organizational shows that are out right now. I I told my husband, if it doesn't have a home, it doesn't go, which means buy all of the plastic bins, if it doesn't fit in it, it doesn't go in the house. So like I am obsessed with all the organizational tools that are out there. Who knew? As a seven, you know, you should see my desk. So who knew? Yeah. Hilarious. I always, I have friends that come
0: over and they see my books color coordinated and they're like, oh, do you watch the home edit? I'm like, yes. Do you watch the home edit? That's how you know is like the rainbow color coordinating yes. of things. Oh, I so get it. Fun.
1: I get that. And they're from here. They're from right around the corner where Jackie and I live. So that's really cool. So Rachel, I guess what I'm loving right now amongst the storm is just the calmness and a slower pace of wearing my sweatpants and going on long walks because there's not this party or this to go to or sitting down for dinner longer Or watching a show with the family and not running to this event and that event because so many of the sports events, my son's football season that I love watching, of course, but that was canceled. And just the slower pace, it's going to be hard for me to get back and going in the pace that was pre-2020. But I'm just loving the relational part of what we've been going through and and just the conversations and just being together, the togetherness, and even just sitting down with you, Rachel, and just having this moment of enjoyment of just talking to you and Jackie, these brilliant women. And we're just so proud of what you're doing. We're listening to your podcast. Just keep on keeping on. Just want to encourage you for you're doing such an amazing job. And we appreciate your energy and your wisdom that we're gleaning from your voice. So thank you.
0: Having you guys on the show is an honor too. And I, like I said, I can't say it enough, but friends listening, these ladies are legit. They are the real deal. And so is their devotional. If you haven't picked that up in the past 39 minutes, it's going to bless you wildly. So ladies, thank you so much for taking the time to be here and sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you so much for having us. It's been an
2: honor.
1: Thank you, Rachel. Uh, quite a privilege.